Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And a good morning to you. It's April 16th, 2019, and uh, it's a Tuesday. And so my sister Susan's joining us. Hello, Suze. Good morning. Oh, she sounds chipper today. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Um, I do not be misled. Okay. I do not. I, I want to begin first by um, extending my, my congratulations to the, um, the, the employees of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for winning a Pulitzer Prize uh, yesterday. Um, it's a sort of unhappy way to win a Pulitzer since they won it for covering um, the, the trade of life shooting and uh you know it's interesting because a lot of pulitzers get get won by people because they happen to be reporters in towns where horrible things happen and so they win right. they win for spot news reporting because they rise to the occasion and and cover it i i also want to point out that rob rogers um uh who the the brilliant post gazette let go uh, was a uh, a finalist um, this year, but again did not. He's been a finalist before. He just keeps losing by a hair. He did lose to a um, a a guy whose work I don't know, and who is a freelancer, and also is the first African American to ever win the uh, editorial cartooning award. So that's good. Um, and I noted that all the editorial cartoonists that were in the running, the winner, Rob, and one other guy, uh, do are not affiliated with any newspapers. They're all freelancers because that's now the reality of uh, political cartooning, which is another unhappy thing. And well, and the same thing with the photography Pulitzer uh, for the Washington Post. That was a commissioned piece by a freelancer. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, just one other Pulitzer for, um, I guess, for nonfiction. Is that what it was? To um, uh, get her, uh, Eliza Griswold, who uh, spent an awful lot of time uh, right next door in Amity, PA. Um, and uh, her resulting book, Amity and Prosperity, uh, is about fracking and the impact on just two families there in Washington County um, with uh, fracking. A reviewer said what Griswold depicts is a community like the earth cracked open. Yeah, wonderful. So there's all of that. That's Well, and joining in that in St. Louis, uh, Tony Messenger, who's a columnist with uh, what used to be the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I mean, that's still what they call it, but you know what I mean. Um, won a Pulitzer for his series on debtors' prisons in Missouri. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, I can't even believe I'm saying those words. Listen, debtors' prisons in Missouri? There's debtors' prisons. Yeah. There's a debtors' prison prisons everywhere. Just a few yeah, blocks from here. It's called the Allegheny County Jail. Um, That's there's right. There's a debtors' prison in every county in this in this state, and in probably every county in every other state too. 
what a anyway the big 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 story of course the uh, extraordinary um conflagration at uh, Notre Dame jeez those you know i couldn't i i couldn't bear to watch it when it you know, I got to tell you, I, I sort of looked at it. I mean, I was um, I was shocked and I was unhappy, but I was also sort of, well, that's life, folks. Oh. You know, I mean, it's that's 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 the definition of life. Uh, and we've got the wall still standing. They'll rebuild the ins. They'll rebuild the inside as they have done over the centuries time and time again. They saved a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but then I start thinking uh, Jerry Falwell probably thinks that between Notre Dame at the beginning of Holy Week and uh, in St. Louis, the old cathedral, which is the largest structure, a church uh, west of the Mississippi, lost its roof on Palm Sunday uh, due to an act of God. Uh, one would think that God is awfully mad at uh, Christians, you know, <laughs> or Catholics. Well, I those don't. Yeah, um, edifices. Those are both Catholic churches. <laughs> You're right. Um, I, I, you know, people will uh, make those, you know, handy. Oh yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Um, I think God is probably disgusted with all humans if there is a God. So I don't think He's picking out one group over another. We're, we we uh, we have all succumbed to being uh, human, unfortunately. You know, I was. Um, <laughs> I've been lately, I don't know, I see things that are old, things that have stood for a long time touch me. Um, and there's there's even, and I've been wanting to talk about, I've talked about this tree before. There is a tree in my neighborhood that I have such a love for. It's not that it's beautiful. It's, it's, well, it's hard to describe, but I cannot walk past that tree without touching it. I feel like I have a rela- I always say, hi, beautiful, um, even though she isn't. Hi, beautiful. And she's so big. And she, I keep thinking of how much she has witnessed standing there. You know, everything on that street she has I'm sure, been there before it ever was erected. And there's something about being, I look at her, that tree, and I consider her a witness, you know, a witness. And that's how I think of Notre Dame. It has stood there for almost 900 years in the middle of that little island, in the middle of the Seine, and think of what it has witnessed. Yeah, it's and th- and those walls are still standing, and those gargoyles are still, you know, making faces at you. And amazingly, I think the organ escaped. Well, I and, hope so because uh, the organ uh, is is uh, extremely well. That part of the special. church was not. That's not it's where the really roof the fell. Roof. You know, it, what happened is it, it's the roof that got destroyed, but the water from trying to put the fire out is done, and the smoke and the heat have have done extensive uh, damage. 
the the frame. But what I can't believe is that some of those stained glass windows survived. I know because because those thick walls sheltered them. You know from the heat. It's it's sort of amazing. Well, it is, and the frame <clears throat> of the of the roof, of course, made out of wood or uh, kindling, as it as it proved to be uh, yesterday. That roof, that wood. Was const- that was from 1220. And listen part to of this. It. Part of it. Each- some, some of it was from the 19th century, and I'm going to okay, keep okay, okay. correcting you because I want you to see that this church has always been an evolving I understand thing. that, but get this. Each beam of the original uh, uh, roof, and many of them were still there, um, was made and hewn from a different oak tree. They were that specific about what they wanted to do. Um, I think it was called the forest. There were so much oak trees up there. Um, And now it's just, it's gone. Um, So anyway, uh, so some of that timber that burned was 900 years old almost. Well, but we also know what a good oligarch is worth because two of them have stepped up and already pledged, you know, um, about over 300 million dollars to put into the church. So, yeah, I think they're closing um, they're closing in on a billion. Um and yeah. and, and that's what yeah. they should do because the people uh obviously obviously. But it's um you know, one historical fact that, that blew me away is that during the French Revolution, uh, the good uh, people of Paris pretty much destroyed the interior of of Notre Dame. They ripped down relics. They destroyed things left and right. And I'm I'm a, a little confused by that. Were they... Um, I mean, well, that's why Victor Hugo writes, you know, you know, has uh, uh, the whole scene with um, why am I blanking on his name? You know, the bells, the bells. Um, Quasimodo. Quasimodo, because 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 the church was in ruins. He would go up to ring the bells. There was, I mean, there was nothing. I, that's that's that time. Well, it was, and in fact, it was the book that forced uh, Parisians to um, look at the state of Notre Dame, and I think begin uh, refurbishing it yet again. So, I mean, you're right. It has it has uh, suffered great. Um, great abuse throughout its history and always been uh, well and someone that I was listening to yesterday as I was driving to Wisconsin uh, was discussing the fact that this is really the history of every great cathedral that's been standing forever that roof fires were were just what happened and 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 the walls would stay standing and the bridge and and the church would be rebuilt within those standing walls and 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 that's sort of how I looked at. Yes, of course, it's terrible. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. Um, I'm so glad that I saw it. And and if, 
in coming centuries, people are going to be looking at what we looked at that's going to be some old, some new, some different, and think, this has been here since forever. Because it's not the inside. It's the outside. I got to tell you, they'll make the inside beautiful, and you'll walk in and you'll be inspired and it'll have all of these gorgeous things and it'll provide a symbol of renewal as people work on it for some you know i don't know i guess there's different ways of looking at these things but this one is awful as it is especially excuse this jew for saying it at the at easter let's look at it as a time of renewal and rebirth shall we all right susan all right all right it's just life, guys. It's just life. Things die, and then something new grows where that thing was, just like your tree. I know, but you got to let people mourn a little bit. You can't. You, you know, do. You have to let people mourn, but you have to. Over it. It's no, no, no. I'm not hours. saying let's celebrate. I'm saying that we need to appreciate that death is a part of life as necessary as the rest of it. And out of it comes something new. Well, this is true. That's all. That's our condition. That's who we are. That's an acceptance of what this world is. One of the other little tidbits, though, that I did not know is that they have they have they rescued. Uh, do they know if they have the? crown of thorns oh yeah they got the crown they got the shroud they got they got got all of that stuff i just have to say if anyone believes he wasn't wearing that crown i mean if anybody (laughs) believes that that is the crown of thorns that jesus wore i'll i mean it's gold i've got uh, i've got a 900 year old uh cathedral to sell you jesus christ Excuse me. I mean that. I didn't even realize I was saying that. Um, come on. <sighs> so, have we dispensed with Notre Dame? I think so. I was moved by the people just singing. Oh, I I was moved by. I mean, I'm. I don't want to say that I wasn't. I'm not saying Bad you weren't. Wounded. I'm saying I was moved by the people singing. I did not say you weren't. I was too. I was okay. too. I was moved by the whole thing. But um, you know, this is one of these. These are the moments when you say "March on," to quote a national anthem. March on, march on, kiss on a brave ocean. Now you'll understand why I flunked French. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, also, we cannot we cannot uh, dispense with this without acknowledging uh, the uh, embarrassment again of having Donald Trump as a president in such a situation. Oh my God, what he said! <laughs> and I do like. I was so amazed that he managed to work his favorite adjective "bad" in. <laughs> Oh, he even said it's bad fight. It's you all know. burned to the ground. They've lost it's, everything. It's this is very to the bad. Ground, That's probably. what he said. Uh, like, I mean, he's just, you know, he's Why like a drunk. Why did they bring in the air cannons? He's like an idiot drunk at some bar, just sort of. Right. Yeah, nice. Well, he, he, he is. He, 
tankers. Just He's drive. armchair quarterbacking. Why didn't they bring in the hell, you know, the, the air bombs, like the he, water bombs? The answer being, of course, it would have made the walls fall. Yes, uh, but, it would have destroyed <laughs> the cathedral. And in oh, fact, what everybody oh, is saying about the firefighters. Yeah, how astonishing everybody, but, that Donald Trump doesn't yeah. think that French firefighters like know what they're doing. What they're doing, and that in fact they are being credited for saving as much of it as they did by being as tactical as they were. Oh, God, he's yeah, he's just awful. So, which leads me to the thing that that upset me this morning, which is Gary Abernathy's uh, editorial in the Washington Post telling us all to get over it that uh, Fox News was right and there was no collusion. So I, I, I and and I I will admit I didn't read past the second paragraph because I was so I was just I was just sort of surprised because I didn't realize that he had seen the Mueller report. <laughs> Yeah, none of us are ever going to see. You know it. what I mean? Yeah. And and I so oh, he's seen it. So now we can all say, okay, so there wasn't any collusion because I thought all we had was William Barr making a summary and about to release on Thursday a highly re- redacted so as to be unreadable um, edition of the Mueller report. And 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 I believe that what we're supposed to do is believe him. And so I'm just reminding everybody that in my experience in the last two years, the whole time that Donald Trump has been president, yeah. every time he said, believe me, he was lying. He, he was lying. So I want to know what Gary Abernathy knows that we are supposed to suddenly believe them. I don't believe them. As a matter of fact, here's what I believe. I believe if that report had nothing bad to say about anybody, it would have been released immediately to show that there was no problem anywhere. Instead, what we get is several weeks later, a highly redacted because we shouldn't have to read this horrible stuff thing. And now we believe them. I think they just proved our point. I don't know about you. Well, well said, uh, Susan. Well said. I did not uh, subject myself to that particular bit. Of well, I didn't either. As I just told you, I only read the first two paragraphs, and then I and then I felt my blood pressure rising, so I decided it best to put it down. Um, interesting, of course, that it. First of all, my bet is well, it doesn't matter. We'll see Thursday. My bet is is half of it'll be redacted. I bet it's going to be. It's going like to read like, like, it, like he blank, then blank, 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 blank. blank. Okay. okay, yeah, right, whatever. I, I, I suspect because obviously there's a lot of damaging stuff in there, and they can't a possibly lot. get rid of all of it. Um, they're trying to get, they keep trying to sort of get rid of it. Uh, releasing it on Thursday of Holy Week is also a way to uh, tamp down uh, the attention it will receive because full reporting on it won't pop until Good Friday when a lot of people are paying no and they're and they're and they've got their messaging all out there. Right, the report right. has proven has proven no collusion That's right. when in fact the report specifically said <laughs> that it specifically didn't exonerate anybody. Exactly. So I mean. I mean, that we even know, 
and they are messaging a direct lie, which now people like Gary Abernathy are reporting as fact. Well, because it's all part of it, you know, yeah, it's part of creating a reality that doesn't How stupid are people? I mean, this is just, here's fact A, here's fact B, there's fact C. I'm not even critical thinking here. You can't even call this bullshit, Lynn. Well, I'm just straight out reporting. Okay. You sounded so chipper when we started the show. I know. Well, this has me. This I don't like someone standing at me, standing in front of me, looking me straight in the eye, smiling at me, and lying. I find it offensive. <laughs> and I'm surprised that so many people in this country don't find it offensive. Yeah. Well, maybe I, we, I, you know, we put your angry picture up for two seconds, but I think now you're not. There. Oh, there it is. Oh, hi. Okay. How do you like it, guys? It's awful. I think Let's it's get, sort of get, cute. No, okay, get it down. You think that's cute? <laughs> All right, whatever. Well, wait a minute. You're making a face that we you could see the resemblance. I'm making a face. No. <laughs> Um, hey, one little bit of news, and it is just a little bit of news, but I was glad um, to see that uh, Trump will be primaried by at least one uh, Republican, of, um, and that is former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld has, mm-hmm. uh, has announced that he will, in fact, run against. Uh, he's already politicking in New Hampshire and 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 as he points out, New Hampshire is one of those open primary states, so he's hoping to uh, be able to, since Democrats will be able, although Democrats will have their own primary that they'll want to vote in, but independents will be able to uh, to vote in that uh, primary. So you know he might. There's no way he's getting the nomination, but I'm. You know the fact is, is no, I, I, and he's a good guy. I mean, it's, he's, he's a, good a he's a good he's an foil man because he's yeah. an honorable, moderate Republican with traditional, you know, right. values. Very, It'll spoken, be interesting. He's, he's a fiscal and, and may other may other, um, you know, what we used to call Republicans stand up and run too. I know there's a lot of really high quality folks out there. Go for it. And and by the way, um, let's keep throwing the rest of those monsters out of Congress that have been there all that time. That would this is we've got more work to do there as well. Every single one of those people has to be punished, and we have to remember, stay calm. I don't care that Bernie Sanders is doing everything he can to rip us apart from the very beginning. He's going to try and make us all for him, or shred us to pieces. I can see him doing it already. But I don't care who comes up with the big D at the end. We just have to post the W, okay? Well, yeah, but you're saying, like I have said, that I will be gagging if I have to vote for him. If I have to vote for Bernie, I'll be gagging, but I'm going to yeah, do I it. Will. I will, of course. I will. But I don't want, I, I do want, we've got plenty of time to get rid of this excuse my French, asshole, but he's already ripping, he's tugging.
tugging at every loose string in the party that he can. Yeah. He's not a Democrat. He has no... He's not a Democrat, and he's not trying to draw us together. He's trying to snag us and rip us apart. Well... I I just... uh, You know know why I don't like him? I don't like him because I remember all the guys that were just like him in the 60s and the 70s who were the rabble-rousers of the movement. And as much as I believed in, in, in the grassroots nature of being against this war and the other issues that were had people in the streets, I almost universally hated all of those guys that I saw rabble-rousing on the college campuses because it became clear it was so much about them. Yeah, more about them than it was about the issues. Well, and I have... am looking at Bernie, yeah. and I looked at him last time, and I don't care what he's selling. This is about Bernie, and it's all still the same crap he was feeling in the 60s. He loves this. Um, it's not about us. It's about him. Okay. I, I, I do. I, <laughs> yeah, his... The egos of well, yeah, like the the anti-war movement. But don't you know what I mean? You know, don't you remember his ilk from then? Well, of course, because I was a soldier in that in that war, and I remember the uh, the guys. I was at Northwestern University when I got involved, and uh, the one guy. I mean, of course. So, it seems to me that the girls in the movement at the time you know, were like acolytes of these guys. It yeah, they were so, there to give lap dances, let's well, be clear. Well, it was so sexist. As you look back on it, it was so unbelievable. So sexist. I know, it, it was, it was. But, I mean, that was then. This is now. Um, the guy, and I had such a crush on the on the guy uh, who was very much front and center at Northwestern at the time. He was He was handsome. Uh, Texas Jew, uh, Roger Friedman, and um, who who turns out, I find out later, much later, I mean, like long after I've left Northwestern, never even thought of Roger Friedman again, that his brother is Kinky Friedman, the wonderful... <laughs> right, right, who, who, who is also a mystery book writer, and he's run for public office. I think he didn't he run for pre- didn't Kinky run for president or did yeah he run for, yeah yeah Kinky ran for president and um, he's a for those of you who don't know him he he was a, a country western singer too who wrote a great hit I loved his hit they don't something I think it was called uh, they don't make Jews like Jesus anymore. <laughs> If anyone can find a rendition, send it my way because we got to play that baby. Um, anyway, I got to share. I just saw this. That Barbara sent me. You know, I was talking about my tree and calling it she, and it, it turns out, yeah, trees are either male or female. I don't know why I know this is a female. Um, but then she sent me this. And I have no idea if this is, I'm just going to read some of this. Hang on. Without knowing what the tree thinks of its own gender, it is best not to talk too loudly 
when close to the tree you are talking about. Referring to a tree as he or she, when the tree truly believes it is by or try, can be harmful, hurtful, and demeaning. <laughs> well, <clears throat> trees have been known to commit self-aboricide when unfounded, unwanted comments are made about a tree's actual or implied sexuality. It is expected in the near future trees may have exclusion zones around them to avoid difficult situations from unwanted comments by humans. It has even been suggested that some woodlands may be exclusion zones to humans where particularly sensitive trees hang out. It can also be quite upsetting for a tree that really thinks it is male to be attracting unwanted insectorial advances to get the nectar from its flowers. Anyway. All right, I got I got the point. I got the point, and I don't think it's funny. I think I've, I've got the joke, and and let's let's stop making more trans jokes now, okay? That's just upsetting me. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I'm over here getting angry. What I thought started out as a cute thing is just going on and on about how. This person thinks it's absolutely nuts to respect people's gender choices. That's what this is about. This is humorous. We're talking about a tree. No, we aren't. Cut it out. Oh, wow, Suze. Okay. Let's keep her angry picture up. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, I this is just I I don't even think this is political correctness at this point. I think this is Really, truly not getting it. All right, fine. Okay, sorry. Oh, We've had this conversation before, but I this I'm I'm at the point where no, I don't think it's I don't think it's any funnier to do that than if we were sitting here making, you know, gay jokes or Jew jokes or or racist. I don't think it's funny. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. All right, sorry. Hey, somebody sent us the, the I think we are desperately in need of uh, a Kinky Friedman song. So. Um, okay, good. Let's do that. I'm uh, sorry I got so angry. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. That hit a chord. It just hit a chord. Sorry. All right. Um, um, wait, here, Amy. I'm sending you this uh, to I, to your Gmail, right? Okay. Um, all right. I want to thank both uh, Milton and Terry for sending me. They don't. They ain't making Jews like Jesus anymore. I. I haven't heard this in forty-five years, sixty years. I don't know what. Okay. Do we have it? Let's give it a shot. Here it comes. Maybe. <laughs> Here it comes. Da 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 da. da. What? <laughs> I'll tell you. The um, we got a computer here. You can't bring here up the. You can't here, here hit, hit play. Yeah, it's okay. Well, a redneck nerd in a bowling shirt with a guzzling Lone Star beer, talking religion and politics for all the world to hear. They ought to send you back to Russia, boy, or New York City, one. 
You just want to doodle a Christian girl and you kill God's only son. I said, has it occurred to you, you nerd, that that's not very nice? Would you believe it was Santa Claus that killed Jesus Christ? You know, you don't look Jewish, you said, near as I can figure. I had you laugh for a slightly anemic, well-dressed country nigger. Oh, my God! Ah. Well, let's hear the let's hear the. All right, we'll stop. Boy, Jesus, excuse me. Okay, I just want to make clear that I couldn't hear any of that, so I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> Other than that, it was funny. Susan, did That's you hear? That's too bad. I'll have to go. I'll have to go back and listen to the show to hear it. Oh, you didn't hear it. No, I can't hear when. Okay, that's the uh, the N word was in that. <gasps> Good thing. Good thing I was off. <laughs> no telling what I would have done. <laughs> um. Oh dear. All right. Okay. Now. Um, uh, for anyone who was upset by that. I had oh, that. hey, I got something I want to talk about. Right. Taxes. So I figured this all out. Yeah. I figured out the logic between behind the Trump tax plan. Okay. So I started noticing that we elders who sit back and have passive income and do relatively well um, uh, paid less this year. Because, or at least we did, because we um, get money in a lot of the same ways that our president does. So I, and then I also noticed that my children paid more in taxes. Because they have W-2s. Yes. So here's, well, well, even trying to just, you know, work it, they just, it's just how this tax plan filtered out and how it hit people. And and then I decided that here's the logic behind this. Because we have now constructed an economy in which it is impossible for one's children to do better than one did, then we shall create the illusion that they are doing better than we are by making them pay more taxes than we do. <laughs> no, I, I, well, okay. I, don't, I, I don't even pretend to understand any of it. Laura, by the way, says your picture scares her. And she doesn't want to see it very often. And she also, though, agrees that the story of the tree thing was in bad taste and the song was not was also in bad taste. And she says, it's, thank God Susan couldn't hear it. <laughs> well, you see, I think my, my picture is intended to scare. When I am angry, believe me, I'm trying to scare you. <laughs> All right, let's head to the Supreme Court where they heard a case yesterday where none of the people could talk about, could say the word that was actually on trial. It was a case brought by a guy who owns a clothing company, and he can't get a trademark for his clothing company because uh, the, it's considered vulgar. And the clothing company, I will spell it, 
because it, it's prominently featured on his T-shirts and stuff, is F-U-C-T. Mm-hmm. Fucked. Yep, he's so, fucked. So this <laughs> fucked case gets all the way to the Supreme Court yesterday. <laughs> and um, as far as I'm aware, not a single... Uh, one of the justices, nor the um, nor the uh, two people arguing on either side of the case ever uttered the word, which takes some doing. I mean, that's the whole. Idea. Well, I, I know because wouldn't you say? Wouldn't, for example, Mr. Fuck's lawyer say, "My client has every right to use his own name." It's Mr. not his Fuck name. Is it's not his name. Oh, he just made up this name? He's fucked. <laughs> no, it's not his name. It's it's the name of his company. And he, I know. It's he's his fucked. logo, F-U-C-T. And the uh, Patent and Trademark Office uh, refused to register, uh, give him a trademark, because it, it has a uh, law that says that you cannot give a trademark to something that is immoral, deceptive, or scandalous. Um, well, it's none of those things. It's ridiculous. So anyway, the guy for who was arguing for the patent office, actually, here's what he literally said before the court. He did not say ever fucked. He said, in talking about the word, he said the word is, here's the quote, the word is the equivalent of the past participle form of the paradigmatic profane word in our culture. You don't think Yeah. This is why I'm not a lawyer anymore. Okay. So um <laughs> but the justices had to I mean, it says here Stephen Breyer said the court should find a way to discourage a, a, a small subset of terms that he said have a physiological effect on the human body. What does that mean? It's stored. I have in, no idea. He says it's stored in a different place in the brain. It leads to retention of the word. I don't understand it at all. Uh, Neil Gorsuch said there are certain words that are profane. And that we, as a matter of civility in our culture, would like to see less of rather than more of. But I want to know what Kavanaugh said. Did he say, these are words that are so profane that we only use them in the locker room? I don't know. I don't know what he said. Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, So, um, who are the people who buy Mr., uh, his name is Brunetti, Mr. Brunetti's clothes. Um, she said, I would imagine that they're a, a composite of, say, 20-year-olds uh, and that they would not find the term uh, shocking at all. And she says, suppose, this is the notorious RBG, suppose in the niche, niche market that these goods are targeting the name is absolutely mainstream. These goods, as I understand it, are meant to attract a particular market, and if we concentrate on that market from their perception, the word is mainstream. And she's right. Yes. 
Yeah, but I don't know. I think uh, the justices. Look- no, I think I don't. I think the patent office is absolutely, and the trademark office is absolutely wrong. Right. And didn't um, they just last year? Didn't they that band from Seattle or something that was? Uh, uh, it was a band of Asian guys, and and they called themselves the, right. the Slants. Right. And I think they got to the Supreme Court, and I think they won, didn't they? That they could... well, of course. Well, yeah, but fucked isn't necessarily going to win. I don't. They here's my problem with it. It's not the word. <laughs> That's true. It's not the word. It's not the word. Wait, we do not have laws that ban homophones. Yeah, yeah, but oh, this is well, ridiculous. No, well, states won't allow people to put on, uh, you know, vanity license things plates. on the license plates. That's 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 Same this stuff. is this is. I'm sorry, they don't. I I think RBG, RPG is just right, uh, and uh, um, no. Okay, well, I do think that. Um, and I also think that it makes a difference that it's not the word. And I think, and I also think that it's just such a lot of crap to listen to these men sit up there and act all horrified about fuck. Get real. I mean, please. Is her angry face still up? It's well, it's just—it's such hypocrisy. It's just like show. like they don't like when they don't miss a fucking putt, they don't say fuck. Really. Ask Clarence. Oh, are you making, is that a call out to Clarence? You're wondering where he is? No, yeah. that was a, that's a call out to Clarence Thomas, a guy that sits on the Supreme Court. Oh, I thought you were asking Clarence in Cannonsburg to give you a call and come to your uh, aid or something. I didn't get it. Nope. Okay. <laughs> We are it so was a Supreme Court reference because we right. were talking about uh, the, the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. Well, we are, we are just not on the same page. Um, I know. Who's that ugly hag? Oy. <laughs> I don't even think it, it looks angry. It looks... No, it doesn't. I couldn't make myself look angry because oh. I wasn't. Oh, well... Um. This is me being a bad actor. Yeah, I was going to say, you never make an actor. Jeez. Um, there was, well, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like going there because this will make me angry. There was another Supreme Court story I wanted um, to take up, but I'm not going to. Um, Susan, maybe we can get you worked up yeah. about cursive. You know About cursive? Cursive. Handwriting. Yeah, like as in handwriting. Yeah. So when the Common yes. Core um, standards uh, came out in 2010, uh, they dropped uh, the requirements that uh, kids be taught in elementary school um, how to write cursive. And mm-hmm. we now have a whole bunch of young adults who can't read a hand, let's say if you wrote them a handwritten note, um, which of course they wouldn't know what that was either, but uh, send them a handwritten note, they can't read it. Right, you're cutting them off from history quite literally. 
Exactly. I mean, I can look at a copy or the original of the Declaration of Independence, and I can read it, even though they did weird things like... Even though the Fs look like the Fs are Fs. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) I can still read that. And I can read, yeah, uh, you know, regular, uh, you know... Anyway, so a lot of people are so appalled by this that they are, um, in a number of states, they have uh, reintroduced uh, and and informed their public schools that they will, in fact, be teaching uh, cursive. Uh, Susan, Illinois requires, uh, as of last year, that at least one class in elementary school be on cursive writing. Ohio just... Listen, yeah. I absolutely agree that this needs to be done, but I, I want you to understand what, what happens in public education that cursive gets thrown out because they do have to teach keyboarding. Of course. Uh, which they didn't used to have to teach, okay? They do now have to teach all sorts of things they didn't have to teach. We right. demand that kids are getting foreign language. We want them to keep art and music. And Here's what we have to do. We have to agree that if we want our kids to learn all this stuff, and I think that's fine. We don't have anything better to do with them. And if, that, if not teaching, then they've got their heads stuck on their uh, cell phones anyway. So we need to lengthen like they have done in Europe forever, we need to lengthen the classroom day. No, or the school we year. We need to. I, I just the school year. I don't it, think the both. day has to be. Well, no, you need to fit more into Lengthening the number of days you go might allow you to divvy up the year differently so that you can take a semester or a, a quarter or a, of different classes. But you need at least on the elementary level, it's simply a longer day to fit in all of the things that we think that a young brain that age needs to have. Because foreign language goes in best then, that's when you're going to teach cursive. It's not going to come in high school. And, you know, so that's when you're going to teach keyboarding. It's not going to come in high school. So you really have to start honestly thinking about the the logistics of we demand that you do this, we demand that you do that, we demand that you do that. By the way, we aren't going to pay our teachers very much, and we aren't going to give you any extra time. Do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. But here's the weird thing, and I want to, and I, I'm so angry about this. I put on my angry face. It turns out this whole issue has been politicized. So that the states generally, I think Illinois is not, generally when legislatures decide that they're going to mandate cursive, it, it's something that is done by right-wing Republicans. And well, that's not Illinois. <laughs> no, no, I know. So Illinois is coming from another place. But... Um, it's become now a real right-wing Republican thing, so much so that, listen to this, when the legislators in Louisiana um, passed their, you know, you got to no cursives thing, and they said, because the Magna Carta and the Constitution were written in cursive, and when it passed, the senators there shouted, America, America, 
I don't know why they couldn't do this or normal USA, USA, USA chant, but th they're now liking it, likening it to like you know taking God out of schools. It's it's um, it's bizarre. Well, they're nuts. They're nuts. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's let's look at it this way. I agree. I, I don't agree with the America unless what they mean by that is we're all the same Canadians. All of those Mexican no, countries. They don't mean that. We're no. all the same. No, they don't mean that. Okay. Well, then I agree about the cursive stuff. Yeah, I would. I like do to agree see about the cursive yeah. stuff. And here's why I agree. I think it has to do with um, aiding the brain and the and the child's small motor skill growth. Um, that well, they, that's known. that just being able right. to manipulate the pen that's in right. that way and I is 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 important. It's known. Um, it shows. It definitely uh, studies show uh, benefits for brain development in young children and uh, hand dexterity. You know, small motor. Absolutely, skills. it's yeah. about fine motor skills. So right. this isn't only about cursive and and. And and I and um, I don't think I just you know I I the only thing that makes me a trifle bit grumpy about all these educational discussions is the constant lack on the part of just about everyone who's talking about it to understand that there's actual knowledge to be had about these things. There's actual studies to be had about these things. If you're going to have an argument about class size, you have to really be clear about what kind of a group of children we're talking about because in some places um, class size really isn't an issue and might actually go to forming a uh, more interesting classroom if you had more kids and that's for you know kids that are very bright and advantaged and that would that would you know g gather more stuff from being among from working collaboratively than in more disadvantaged places where you need a much smaller uh, student to teacher ratio so that each student can get the exact kind of individual attention they need and but you don't hear those sorts of things when you're talking about class size you're just saying my little child deserves a small class you know no not well, necessarily. Susan, listen, I mean, so you're suggesting that people uh, who have strong opinions on uh, issues should know what they're talking about? I think they should educate themselves. And, and I'm going to prove my point on class size by say, asking you how much you pay to go to some of the finest universities around. And when you get there, you're put in a lecture hall with 400 other kids, and there's just one guy at the front. Now, are you telling me you aren't learning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chuck says Susan is it's just, it's These are manufactured, politicized, entitled, ridiculous kind of uh, cloud the issue kind of arguments. You know, so it's just, um, you know, it's, uh, oh, God, I think, what's, oh, my God. I'm sorry, I don't mean to do this, but somebody is at our door. Okay, go to the, if mom is not there to go to the door. No. All right, Will. Go ahead. Go to the door. Take us. I have you. to get a key. Okay, I'm because I know who it is. Oh, okay. So I'll read Chuck's email. 
Uh, okay. He, he says, uh, because at least one person, that's uh, former uh, Massachusetts Governor William Weld, uh, is challenging Trump for the Republican nomination, which, of course, ain't going to. Anyway, it does take money away, Chuck writes, from Trump's war chest and forces Trump into debates he would prefer not to have. I was actually wondering that, um, Chuck. Um, Weld clearly will call for uh, debates. I mean, the Democratic uh, candidates for the Democratic nomination will be having debates. And, um, and one would think if there's more than one candidate on the Republican side that they'd have to have a debate too. And uh, William Weld... Well, it depends on what... They don't have Trump to. It depends on what... Trump won't do it. No. Is what I'm saying. It depends on what they just Why make up their it? own rules to be. Right, right. Why would Trump do it? Trump won't do anything he's supposed to do. I mean, has he, uh, has he delivered uh, uh, his, his tax returns? Has he... I mean, he just doesn't do what um, he's supposed to do. So I don't think he will agree to debate William Weld. Um, okay, uh, I'm back. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, what else we got here? What else we got here? I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. Wait a minute. Um... You know, I've, I've, I Listen, get so bored re- reading the news that I just sort of gloss over most of it now. Yeah, it's you just, just too. It's, it's too much. It's, it's, it's just it's, more and more and more. So I who know. reads it? You've, you've read so it this seventeen times. So this surprised me. That, this, this is um, this is why this surprised me. I came across this, um, I think, late last night. It says a judge has blocked Trump's plan. I mean, how many times do you see a story beginning with those words? <laughs> right. But lesser, we're seeing fewer and fewer of those than we should be seeing because Trump's packing the federal judiciary with judges who will allow him to do what he wants to do. So this one, though, right. is a judge has blocked Trump's plan to send thousands of Haitian refugees back to Haiti. Did you know? I never even heard of that. Oh no! I, this, but this, it it dropped out of the news. This was about a year ago when he decided that all of these um, compassionate uh, visa oh, because, extensions oh. that people have been given for oh, that's right, tens of that's right, okay. that they were just going to lift those all and send people who had been here for ten, fifteen, twenty years back. It's now okay. It's, Maybe. Okay. Maybe that specifically. Because that was for, yeah, certain people who'd been here because of the, what, the, the hurricane there? That there were the catastrophes or that they were fleeing and, and they were given a compassionate visa. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, Trump decides, screw that. I want him out. And listen to why the judge said that he refused to allow this to go forward. The judge said there was persuasive evidence that Trump's policy was motivated by, this is a direct quote, motivated by a discriminatory purpose of removing non-white immigrants. 
Wow. So he flat out. Can't slip anything past that guy. <laughs> so he flat out said, I'm blocking this. He just this flat out it's, said it. It's racist. This, this thing is, has right. no other purpose than to get rid of um, black people. Well, I'll just point out again, I have not seen ICE in Chicago coming after the hundreds, the tens of thousands of illegally... Europeans? Um, uh, European uh, immigrants? Oh, oh, Europeans! They're, they're, they're all over. They're at the universities. They're, all they're all everywhere. The they're the they're whole building France, trade. Ireland. They're, they're from Germany, Switzerland. There are who've outstayed, overstayed they, and they their visas. They flew in and they stayed there. No one's looking for them. And they, no. you know, they just, it's just, it's just amazing to me. Well, Susan. It is absolutely amazing to me. I mean, it is flat. You don't have to look around and say, oh, no, it's just a coincidence. I can, I can just see by where I'm living and who's in da- danger and who's not, who's worried, who could care less. Let me tell you, these these white folks are not worried. Right. So they know. I got to tell you, the woman, Barbara, who sent me the tree thing. Yeah. Um, has sent me something else. And she said, geez, Susan, such fascinating science offends you. And it's it's uh, it, it. She showed me where she got it from. And it's uh, do it, it, it's an article on do plants have a gender, and in fact, most plants are hermaphrodites, uh, but not all. And so, the, apparently, this was you might have re, the reviews of the book. It's a fascinating book. The New York Times says. The matter of fact, Mr. Wollobin, I guess that's the guy who wrote what you took such offense at, has delighted readers and talk show audiences alike uh, with the news, long known to biologists, of course, that trees in the forest are social beings. Um, so, Well, that we know, and we know that they speak through their roots and they help each other through their root systems. Um, that we know. I, I, you know, I don't know who offended me by that, but if this man wrote this book and that's how he's selling it, I don't approve. I mean, I think the science is very interesting. Let's talk about that science. Why you have to make fun of humans in the process, I don't get. What if he wasn't making fun of humans? Well, I don't know. What was the intent of that email? That the 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 background of that was was the humor i'm sorry i'm not going to apologize for the way i heard it that's the way i heard it if that's the way it was if that's not the way it was intended then context needed to be supplied okay in the anyway, it says it's an international bestseller the hidden life of trees that's where that came from uh breathtakingly illustrated edition uh brings trees to life like never before so i'm just saying you might have overreacted i don't know i might have but i don't think that's how that was presented i mean if it had been presented that way and my guess is it's not written quite that way it is i'm looking at it right here okay um Send me the so reference. he was I'll serious it about it's even been suggested that some woodlands maybe have exclusion zones 
we're particularly sensitive. It could be he's saying that trees really don't. I don't know. I don't know. It, are you telling me that he's telling me that a tree understands English or French or and understands that if you refer to it by the wrong gender that it would be upsetting to the tree? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm just trying to, re- you know, listen, I first want to I'm tell just you saying, I don't I think I ne- misinterpreted. Okay. <laughs> I, just I don't say think that's quite that what he's saying. I had not read what I was reading before I was reading it, right? I just started right. reading. Right. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Right. Okay. I hear you. Everybody calm down. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just right. saying, I, 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 and I have read, if, the, if it's the same book, I've read lots of stuff about it, and I, I agree. It's totally, fan, it's absolutely fascinating, but um, it's a little bit more complicated, and, and well, I'm, you know. Whatever. It's very interesting. It's about the root systems, and they communicate through no, their root systems. I know. It's that really is, something. That is amazing. Uh, I'm still going to, I love my tree, and I do think it's a Okay, you love your tree, and and you think it's a girl, so that's fine. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're done. We are done. (laughs) We're so done. (laughs) All right. We're so finished. Stick a fork in us. I look forward to seeing you. Yeah. Everybody have a most... Um, wonderful holiday, however or whatever you celebrate, and um, I'll talk to you in the middle of hours next week. Okay. All right. Thanks, <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Okie doke, guys. Um, yeah. I'll. Uh, I'll. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, go pens. <laughs>